the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Thursday, December the 16th. You're tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Marsh, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. Uh, programming note, a little later we're going to have Teresa McCabe in from uh, WV Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and I told her I was going to ask her about numbers, ICU, et cetera, staffing, and um, those monoclonal antibody treatment um, uh, clinics. Mm-hmm. So we'll um, stay tuned for that. That's after 930. Also, you can go over to Panhandle Network, newsnetwork.com. Uh, I've got that story posted about uh, Battle Buddy Response Team and their caravan that's taken off tomorrow from Waynesboro. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, all the deets there, the um, link and all that for information. Absolutely. And if you missed uh, our conversation with Battle Buddies, you can always, uh, yesterday, you can always listen back to it over on our Facebook and Spotify pages. But joining us in studio to get the day started is Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles and City Manager Mark Baldwin. Gentlemen, how you doing? Thanks for coming in. Good. It's good to be here. It's the first time I get to tag team on the radio with Mark Baldwin. I, there you it's go. It's quite, quite an honor, let me yeah. tell you. Well, he's a vet. Yeah, so he's, he's a vet, so <laughs> you got the right person That's with right. you. That's right. So, yeah, glad to have your you both on. Um, so first of all, how are things going as we're heading into the end of the year and in the city of Martinsburg, Mayor? Well, things are going great. I mean, if you've seen a, a lot of the different projects that's we're, that we have going on here in the city and, you know, we just opened up the Martin Street uh, corridor down the there. The parking lot with the lights look great. Yeah, the, well, that whole street, that's going to be our streetscape moving forward. Uh, any projects that we do with the streets are going to start having that kind of design with that kind of lighting and it's a uh, Real exciting, you know. We were able to 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 fund some some different entities down in that area, the Apollo and and the Roundhouse uh, during our last uh, uh, council meeting. The city council was uh, generous enough to uh, pass some some funding on to them to be able to move them forward. So, um, that was that the first round of the CARES Act funding, or was that from a different pot of money? I, I believe it. That is the first round. It comes over three years. Is that correct, Mark? Yeah. And- the, the the first round from the feds was the CARES Act, and this was the the ARPA funds um, that they allocated through. That came first one came through the state of West Virginia to us. This one came directly to us. So those are the funds that they allocated. It's got to be a lot of fun to to uh, figure out who gets what and and how they can use that in the city. See, it's a good problem to have to have that mm-hmm. much money to figure out what to do with. Yeah, and we and we've been able to do that. We, and, you know, the, the city council and staff worked very very hard to. To put out a, a, a grant type uh, application, very simple for uh, entities, uh, whether it be nonprofits or, or profit for profit places, to to submit their, their their greatest ideas for what they could do to enhance their business, their outlook, and what they look like in the city. And and the city council worked and the staff worked very very hard at uh, analyzing that. And there was over thirty applications. Wow! And uh, we were able to 
fund, I believe, uh, and the numbers don't hold me exact to the numbers, but Parks and Rec got close to 700000 is that correct? Um, you're, you're probably right. It was, wow. it was, it was like 400 some the first, 250 the second. Yeah, yes. so they got about 700000 And that's, when we say Parks and Rec, that's going to be for everything that they're doing within the city, mm-hmm. the, the city parks. And then the Apollo, we we we, we allocated about three hundred thousand, close to that, and the two hundred seventy, three hundred thousand, and and about two hundred and ten thousand for um, a roundhouse to mm-hmm. to be able to do HVAC work and and some other stuff that they're doing there. So some of the smaller ones were uh, the uh, Arts Council uh, mm-hmm. to to get some part time employees and move that forward a little bit. And um, um, Main Street uh, Martinsburg received some funding, and and so did the Martinsburg Initiative Hospice of the Eastern mm-hmm. Panhandle. Mm-hmm. Now, pro- now, I know one of the bigger projects that uh, has kind of been on the cards and coming down the pipeline is the underpass, the Queen Street, Queen Street uh, under- underpass. underpass. <laughs> so, uh, has there been any new developments with that? I know that you guys were starting to get some uh, preliminary work done and figuring out kind of what you can and cannot do with the project. So, has that started to kind of move forward a little bit? Yes, um, mayor and council actually authorized a contract uh, with Jefferson Asphalt Contracting at the last council meeting. Uh, it's been a long process. One, it's it's you're dealing with CSX and they have an outside firm, ACOM, that does their services. So we've had to deal with them and have a contract with them, and they get all the review of the plans and specs. So that's been longer than than it should, but that's the next project. Right. Um, we we approved the the bid and the amount of I think two point three million dollars. Um, um, the notice of awards gone out to Jefferson and we'll be getting into a pre-construction meeting probably at the beginning of the year. And that'll probably be a 10 to 12 month project, um, off and on with lane changes and right. so forth. But, uh, that'll be a really nice gateway project. Okay. People are going to want to know when is it going to start to affect our traffic? You know, the whole construction yeah. of it would, do you yeah. have a ballpark? It, well, that's already good. a little bit of a bottleneck, let alone yeah. when you had to right. break it down to yeah, one lane, put it in one lane yeah. Yeah, and have people funnel through there. That was a good question. Council had as well. And, and, the answer to that is we're going to do the traffic signal set up with West Virginia DOT. That's a state road. Yeah. Um, when we're working in there, we'll shut down one lane at a time with the traffic signal. It mm-hmm. won't be for 10 months straight. No. Right. It'll just be when we need to be in there. Right. I mean, you can't, you can't well, shut we, it down yeah, for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we couldn't because of emergency services right. and that to, yeah. to retrack or get everybody around. And that's going to be, for the most part, structural uh, kind of redo of things. Right. And then, of course, the cosmetic things exactly. come along with it. Yeah, nothing up top with the rail. It's mm-hmm. all you know, wing walls, railing, lighting, steps, um, beautification. Um, uh, you know, up top, we're doing fencing along the up, the upper part where you know Liberty Street is. We'll do mm-hmm. some water source, stormwater improvements up there as well that affect the underpass. Well, I, you know, it's funny that you say that because sometimes whenever we get a good rain, I've seen just water. Yes, you do. It's <laughs> like it's like the Martinsburg waterfall right there. Yeah. I'm sure that's not the the best nickname you're looking for. No, the, uh, I think I just gave it that nickname. Um, I, I think we've taken care of that um, when we did some infrastructure with uh, some sewer work that we did underneath it already. So we're not really doing anything underneath the bridge or on or on the right. roadward. Word, yeah. it's all it's all the cosmetic stuff on the sides and the top. Again, we're speaking with Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles and City Manager Mark Baldwin. Now, uh, we talked about rain and storm surge. Now, there uh, in the news recently was the stormwater uh, fee that comes into effect here in 2022. Now, can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit for folks that maybe have heard about it in the news, talk, maybe heard people talking about it but don't necessarily know what that is? Uh, yes, and you know this this goes way back 15 plus years ago when we became a MS4 stormwater community. Um, you know designated by West Virginia DP EPA, um, several cities in and around us, this region, 
have had this for a number of years. Uh, so we've we've been in the pool dog paddling with city funds trying to run a stormwater program. Mm-hmm. We've had two EPA audits. Um, the first audit told us what we needed to be doing. We made a lot of headway. The second audit was about a year or so ago. And, you know, yes, you made strides, but to get where you are, you need adequate resources, which is, is funding and, and, and people and personnel to run the program. Right. This isn't just something that you guys thought up like, hey, we're going to get more money exactly. out of the you know, people yeah. in town. No, and one of the things that, you know, Mark was saying is about um, the audits that we have is, you know, we're out of compliance for EPA and, and uh, um, WV. The EP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the, the, those, there's so many. There's so many. All the alphabets are mad at us. Oh, there's right so now. many of them. <laughs> right now, the, the, you know, we're not, we're, we're out of compliance. We're not in any type of finding position right now because we are moving forward. Had we had not made those decisions to move forward with what we're doing, then you start seeing substantial fines coming our way. And that's, you know, we, we want to avoid that. Yeah. So rather than have the city absorb substantial fines from the EPA, the DEP, because of the, the watershed, uh, issues then this kind of uh, goes on the you know backs of the folks who um subscribe to city water sewer um but you have made it a, a point to um, make the fee scale so that if it's a large industry they're paying more um can you guys talk about that yeah, yeah and, and we had we we've had a consultant on board through grant funding over the last five years off and on um, who's very well versed in stormwater, stormwater utility. So first of all, we created a stormwater utility, just mm-hmm. like water and sewer. It'll have its own fund dedicated with these funds to, to run stormwater over the next several years. Um, and that's per state code that allows that. Um, so what you really do to do it right, you have to fly your city and get the parcel data. So really? They, so they look at every parcel to look at your, you know, your impervious, pervious areas. Mm-hmm. So they look at my house and my rooftop and my concrete driveway and so forth and they base it on what's called an equivalent residential unit Mm -hmm. so most residential structures in martinsburg will have one eru Mm -hmm. which is that 144 dollars a year divided by 12 whatever that dollar amount is as you get into bigger structures of homes and driveways or commercial businesses it may be two three four five six eru's so yes commercial entities are going to have a much larger fee but we're trying to phase that in over three years we're not going to zap you year one um, we'll phase that in slowly but surely. Right. Again, speaking with Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles and City Manager Mark Baldwin. I mean, nobody likes to get an extra tax, right? Nobody likes getting that a little a, bit extra a, money taken out. Fee. But this is a fee, rather. Sorry, <laughs> tax. Nobody likes an extra fee coming out. But you know, if it's gonna, if you didn't do this, it would have you know negatively affected yeah. us even bigger down the road. Sure. And and we really methodically, Mayor Council did a nice job because the study we did was with our various public works stormwater department it said here's the equipment we need here's some various stormwater improvements here are the six minimum control measures through the dep permit that we have to meet monitor and oversee um what's that budget and it really was like 2.5 million dollars per year mm-hmm. but we scaled that back to start out with like one and a half million 1.2 1.5 a little more manageable a little more manageable because the fee's much lower it allows us to grow into that over the years because you know sometimes you'll build up a budget because you won't do stuff right away and you'll have some funds to operate with so trying to be is 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 respectful to the business and residential communities we could with that fee to start out. Um, you know, we're funding it out of the general fund about $350,000 a year right now. Wow. And that budget to really grow staff and resources and projects is really one and a half to two and a half million. What are those staff projects? What, what do those look like? Are we talking about, you know, stemming runoff? Are we talking about putting gravel places or? Yeah, it could be anything from a major stormwater project to, 
um, rain gardens to um, where you're doing you know impervious areas where stone where drainage areas are um, new infrastructure but a lot of it's the six minimum controls which is pre and post development mm-hmm. I mean like if you have a a developer building homes in the city of Martinsburg we're responsible for that developer with their stormwater management so we're constantly monitoring pre and post development um, there, there's there's a lot that goes into this. It's just not what you think about stormwater per right. se. It's not just gutters. Exactly. Well, keeping the leaves out of those. It's not just uh, well, also there's there's some areas in the in the city that doesn't have uh, they don't have sidewalks or a, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, curbs, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's a that's a yeah. big part too, yeah. and that, that's a huge cost, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and th- this has been a, an ongoing for for a long time, and this is I, I know that every time that anything comes out for a news release it comes across my desk and we've been sending out news releases on this for a couple of years at least for the last eight, eight, 18 months in, the, in that area that things have been coming back and forth we've had a couple of uh, uh public hearings and at the public hearings i believe we've only had one person show up for the public hearing so now when it hits all of a sudden it's like a big surprise well it's not a big surprise mm-hmm. and city of martinsburg has done more now with uh, getting the word out and getting getting things into the into the uh, social media, into the website, and then out to the the public than they've ever done in the past. And that was the reason the news release just went out. Once again, it's trying to be as transparent that hey, this is coming. Right. So we pushed it out. Um, it's going to go out in mailers. The water sore bills that'll start going out in December, January, February, March. We'll get that out as a mailer. Um, it's it's neat. You can go to the city of Martinsburg website right now, go to Stormwater, and you can click on your parcel and see what your fee is. Oh, wow. Again, speaking with Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles and City Manager Mark Baldwin. Now, unfortunately, we have about a minute and a half till we have to go to our first break of the day. So is there anything else big that you want you know, the folks of Martinsburg to know about? Maybe some things going on downtown or uh, well, anything? Well, you know, speaking about things downtown, we have a, a new uh, Main Street Martinsburg director, uh, Robbie Blair, that has taken off running and He's doing a great job. Uh, the last the last three events in, in downtown have been probably the three biggest that I've seen, and I can't tell you, probably the whole time that I've been in the city. See, there were so many people downtown for the parade and stuff like that. It was really neat. Yeah, and, and you know, from his feedback is there's a lot of people that uh, have not been downtown or been into the city in the past that are really excited about what's going on. And, and I just tell everybody, you know, keep your eyes and your ears open because the city of Martinsburg is moving forward and get on the train because we're, we're moving. Absolutely. Choo-choo. Absolutely. Again, Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles and City Manager Mark Baldwin. Thanks for taking a little time out of your busy days to come chat with us here on Panhandle Live. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays as well. Uh, And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, starting West Virginia and Maryland, telling individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I love this song. Mm-hmm. Anyways. It's the winter. I'm always in the bluegrass in the wintertime. The mayor saved his best story for off-air. I can't tell it, but like... That's usually how it works out. Usually how it works out. The show beyond the show. The perks. The perks of being the mayor, even though, even when the person (laughs) in the story didn't even know he was the mayor. That's great. I know. But uh, if you missed it, we were just speaking with Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles and City Manager Mark Baldwin. Always great to sit down and chat with them. There's always, it seems like there's always so much happening in and around Martinsburg that uh, it's always nice to get it right from uh, the 
the right from the top. It directly impacts you now that I you're know. a Martinsburg resident. So. I know. So coming you, up, coming up for my whole year. You come up with great year. questions because you're like, well, in my city, I have a question <laughs> about my city. I am a resident mm-hmm. and I've always been here for a year now. Can you believe it? That's great. I'm so Time glad flies. you came. <laughs> Time flies. If, if you would have seen me this time last year, I, it was it was rough. Oof, you and me both. My so. goodness, you and me both. But if you missed any of that conversation with the mayor and uh, city manager Mark Baldwin, you can listen back to that a little bit later on today over on our Panhandle Live uh, Facebook and Spotify pages. But Marsha, as we know, and as you are finding out in the sports world, sports never ever stop and we are now in the basketball season uh, and we are covering not only shepherd basketball here on wpm but on our sister station 92.9 wxdc we are covering uh berkeley springs basketball so we go right from berkeley springs football right into basketball mm-hmm. which is funny because it's basically the same team just going from the right, football locker room to the, the basketball athletes, locker room right Yep, and Gavin Barkley, the uh, I think I said this yesterday, but the quarterback for senior quarterback for mm-hmm. Berkeley Springs scored his 1,000th point against Frankfurt on the road in their first game of the season within like the first three seconds or something like that, which wow. is kind of crazy. Um, but they were supposed to play last night against North Marion, but unfortunately, and go figure, this is how it works out, uh, North Marion's bus broke down halfway to the game, uh, so they weren't able to make it. But we uh, were still able. Parker Stone, who you probably heard uh, with me on Shepherd Basketball mm-hmm. Games, is taking over the play-by-play for Berkeley Springs, this evening, and he was able to catch up with the Berkeley Springs head coach uh, ahead of the North Marion game. That was supposed to be yesterday, but it was uh, postponed. But here's that conversation nonetheless. It's a good interview with Parker Stone and the Berkeley Springs basketball head coach. I'm here with head basketball coach of the Berkeley Springs High School Indians, Coach Chad Bringer. And Coach Bringer, how you doing this morning? Doing good, my man. Doing good. So this is the first game that we have broadcasted for WXDC for this upcoming season. But you and this Indians team have already played a couple games this season. Tell us a little bit about those first couple games and what you took away from those outings from your team. Yeah, we, we've opened up with a pretty tough schedule, and we're happy to be where we're, we're at right now. We opened up with Sharando, and again, we knew it was going to be a dogfight, and we, we played well. We shot the ball extremely well, which was, has been a weakness. You know, last year we wanted to build from that. We, we can play, and I think we can compete with pretty much anyone on our schedule, but, you know, our goal is just to get better and get better every day, and we will. But, again, I'm, I was, I'm excited where we're at. We went to Frankfurt last night. Any time you can go to Frankfurt and get a win, that's accomplishment. So, yeah, I, I like where we're at, but we see the little things we've got to work on to get better and what we need to improve on, and, you know, I'm excited. So, tonight you're facing a team. You've all, you all have already played North Marion this season, correct? We haven't. I think it, uh, on Max Preps Online it shows that we did, but that's a mistake. This will be the, the first time we play North Marion and the only time we play them this year. I saw that on Max Preps as well, so I was a little confused by that. I was going to be saying that you've played this team already this season, but now that you haven't, what's the game plan for tonight? What do you think in <laughs> that the way you're going to go about this game tonight, and what do you think is going to be the key to victory for you all here tonight against well, North Marion? The, the key to victory is we just have to do the little things right. North Marion's very athletic. Again, very good, very well-coached basketball team, and their size, the size differentials, you know, going to present a problem with us. Uh, you know, our tallest kid, I think, six four, and then they got two or three kids, six four, six five, and very quick and very athletic. But we want to play our tempo of the game. We we don't want to get you know up and down the floor with them in transition game. We want to take one possession at a time and, and protect the basketball. That's been a weakness, and we're constantly preaching that in practice. You know, take care of that gold nugget. So again, just the little things, good passes, rebounding, control the boards, and uh, you know, hopefully home floor first first game on the home for this year will shoot well and, and we're, we're excited 
again, we feel that, you know, we can compete and we've got a terrific group of kids and, you know, it'll take a team effort and just execute tonight. Yeah, you were talking about that group. I'm checking the roster right here. A lot of upperclassmen in this group. Seen a lot of seniors, a lot of juniors. Seems like you have guys who have been in this program for a while and then a lot of seasoning there on top of a couple sophomores and a freshman I see. Who can we expect to really make an impact tonight? And what are we thinking about who to watch and a matchup maybe we could look for tonight? Gavin Barkley's been off to a terrific start this year. And, uh, you know, Gavin's a senior, and, and he's been with me uh, since he's a freshman and actually started as a freshman. Uh, Gavin scored his 1,000th point at Frankfurt last night and uh, scored it in the first three seconds of the game. So we got him the ball, and he hit a big three. And Coach Slider up at Frankfurt, you know, stopped the game, and we recognized him. And Gavin deserved that. Gavin's worked extremely hard in the offseason. Uh, what, what impresses me the most is, is he's, a, he's a well-rounded basketball player. And he's every year he's progressed and he's got better. And again, he's off to a terrific start. Probably the one thing that most impressed me most about Gavin, he's so unselfish and he's a team player. So he's he's definitely he's big for us. Tymir Ross, a very athletic. Glad to have him back. He's done a good job on the boards, and he's only going to get better as well. Mickey Gerson, we're looking for big things from him. He was a starter last year. Shot the ball very well the first game of the season. We're hoping you know he'll progress and get better with that. But again, it's a team effort. Uh, Trevor Osborne, senior off the bench. He's done really well in practice, and he's shooting the ball extremely well. So we have high expectations for him as well. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a team effort overall to get that win tonight. And like you said, there's there's guys who are definitely going to be dependent on and know their roles and do what they need yeah. to do. And, yeah, it's, it sounds like it's going to be a good one here tonight. So It, it is, and I don't want to forget Sean Lord either. He's been our, our, our true warrior on the floor. We always put him on the best defender most of the time, and he, he works 32 minutes hard. And I think he's done you know, a fantastic job stepping in following Carson Stotler, who was our, our number one last year uh, point guard. Uh, Sean has filled that role extremely well. And, and again, uh, we're looking for a huge improvement and for him to only get better throughout the season. Yeah, definitely so. I mean, I was just at the Shepard game last night and I was seeing like there's a lot of guys who fill similar roles to as what Shepard does too on top of that. That's really cool comparison to make there from what I've seen. A lot of guys fill similar roles in a type of way. It's really cool when you break that down in a basketball way. Like, yeah. hey, not every person has to score every single time. There's guys with roles and they, and they capitalize on the roles and it makes a team win. Oscar Robles, the senior on our team, is and he understands his role, and he's such a terrific kid, and he, he does the little things right. He knows his role, and we're excited to have him on the team as well, and I think he's going to make an impact. Uh, our young kids, we have some some couple sophomores. Uh, Dakota Hammer, he's a sophomore, improving every day. You know, I like what I see in practice. Him and uh, Holden Gerson as well, sophomore. Those those kids work hard in practice, and, and when they met, the results may not show right now, but at the end of the season, our goal is just to get better and get better as a team, uh, to build chemistry and understand what, as you said earlier, you know, kids understand the role, how they can help this team and, and help the team win. So again, we're excited. We also have a freshman in, in Gavin Young. He plays JV and varsity, but he's he's going to be big for us, if not this year, definitely the years to come. So Yeah, it's good to see. It sounds like not only you have a great team, it sounds like you have a great group of young men on top of that, which is always great to see. And I'm really excited for the game tonight, and hopefully we can see an Indians victory here tonight, and they will be playing again North Marion tonight at 7:30. Coach, any last remarks? I, uh, you know, appreciate you having me. And again, I just, uh, I'm, I'm, we're looking forward to tonight. I want to mention a couple other players too. I don't want to leave anyone out of here because I love all those kids, and, <laughs> and it is a team. But Antonio Sanchez and, and 
Hunter Ambrose, too. Uh, you know, I haven't mentioned those guys, but terrific people, terrific kids, fine young men, and work hard and practice, and they're going to play a big role uh, in our season as well, as well as Tyler Barney. Like I said, it sounds like you got a nice group of not only basketball players, but young men on top of that. It's going to be fun to watch them grow and watch this team grow overall throughout this season as we're just getting started here early in this high school basketball season. Coach, we'll see you tonight. I'm excited, and hopefully we see an Indians victory here tonight at home. All right. Listen, thank you. Again, that was Parker Stone, play-by-play for Berkeley Springs basketball over on 92.9 WXDC. And just to kind of re- – I should have edited that a little bit now that I've listened I think to all of tonight, it. They a both lot. said tonight like seven <laughs> yeah, times. A lot. That game was supposed to be yesterday against North Marion, but the North Marion bus broke down on the way of the game. So that game got postponed till uh, – a little bit later on in the year. So uh, all the tonight stuff you heard, there's no Berkeley Springs basketball game tonight, but there is one tomorrow at 7.30 at Berkeley Springs High. You can catch the game if you can't make it to the uh, to the gym. You can catch the game live over on 92.9 WXDC. The pregame show should be starting around 7.15 or so. So uh, Nice. Yeah, very nice. It's always nice to hear from uh, any of the coaches out of Berkeley Springs. So they just they mm-hmm. love their, their team so much. They love so their much, kids. You know? I love that. That's and that's awesome. always cool. But stick around. We're going to have Teresa McCabe. Vice President of Marketing and Development with WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center on here in just a few minutes on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, Swing West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. Jordan Ice Warner, alongside me is Marcia Kavalik. I think we're going to have the Sutton and Janelle guys in uh, yes. here in the next couple of days or so. The 21st. Yeah, so uh, it's so always nice to hear. Get your questions yeah, ready. Always nice to hear from them. I know. Goodness, especially with uh, the DUI checkpoint that's mm-hmm. going to be happening in the area tonight. Well done. Yes, they uh, Jefferson County um, Detachment of the West Virginia State Police had moved that from last week. It's going to be tonight um, from about six six thirty to midnight, and there are two locations. One of them is in Shepherdstown, mm-hmm. and one of them is on Lee Town Road. Yes. I want to say yep. Lee Town and fifty one. So I hope this doesn't happen to you. But if you do get caught up in the uh, checkpoint, mm-hmm. well, give Sutton and Janelle a call because. Uh, <laughs> They'll be able to get you. Yeah, okay, out. so don't be drinking and get it. Right. Don't way. do. Uh, don't get into that situation. But if you do, we know somebody for you. Also, if you got a tag light or something out, you know, right. just you know, avoid that area <laughs> until well, you get it fixed. Well, we we will recap that here in a little bit. But we do have our next guest joining us on the phone. It's Teresa McKay, Vice President of Marketing and Development for WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, and Jefferson Medical Center. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, guys. I'm doing fine. Thank you. It's Thank great you for being back on. It's been a while. It Absolutely. has been. Thanks for being on. And um, I'm going to hit you with the tough ones first. Let's talk COVID numbers. Let's talk ER, ICU. Occasionally, I see a note across one of the EMS pages that um, be, uh, that Berkeley Medical Center um, is, you know, at yellow or the uh, ER is at capacity. What can you tell us about that? All of the above, mm. <laughs> unfortunately. Every morning um, at 8 a.m., we have our what we call, at least Monday through Friday, we have our daily safety call. So, um, unfortunately, the news no better this morning. High census at both hospitals um, at Berkeley. Right now, we have 54 inpatients um, with COVID diagnosis, um, 16 at Jefferson's. So that's like 70 total across both hospitals. 
emergency departments extremely busy. We're boarding patients um, who either need to be transferred to higher level of care or need ICU beds that we don't have available. At what does point. that mean that you're boarding? When you say it means that they are staying in the emergency department until mm-hmm. they can either transfer out to another facility or we have beds open up so that we can admit them. Now, are, is this, and I don't know if this is the proper medical way to say this, but are these, uh, most of these cases, you know, normal COVID or are they the variants that are, you know, floating around? Have you noticed any of that? You know, that I really can't answer. I mm-hmm. mean, on the, the daily calls and the um, the documents that we receive, it doesn't indicate the type of COVID um, in the diagnosis. It just indicates um, COVID positive in isolation or not isolation. So not how isolation. sick are these patients that are inpatients? Are some of them in the ICU? They are. Mm-hmm. Um, of the 19 patients in the ICU right now at Berkeley, 11 are COVID patients. Um, um, many of them on vents. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's no way to say it other than, yes, the the, mm-hmm. the, um, the COVID patients that we're seeing, you know, at both facilities are, are sick, are very sick. So, um, I mean, and it's, it's wearing on the staff, both the physicians, the nurses, I mean, respiratory therapists, you know, everyone who's caring for these patients. Right, because it seems like things kind of for you know us uh, non medical professionals, things that you know towards the summer and and into the fall, everything kind of felt like it was getting back to normal. That was a great month and a half we had. <laughs> right, but in the hospitals, I mean, yeah. you guys have been you know nonstop for basically two years now fighting you know, this. Yes, that, you know that is true, and and that's the unfortunate thing because you know now folks can pretty much out in the community go wherever they want. They don't have to mask, and you know things seem to be back to normal. Um, it's not that way in our hospitals, and I think people need to understand that. And you know, and it is very important that folks consider if they're not vaccinated, um, getting vaccinated. I mean, I know I got my boost um, last month, so um, you know that's you know, kind of the message we're sending now. If you were fully vaccinated before, and it's been you know over six months, please consider getting your boost shot, booster shot um, <clears throat> to get everybody through the winter get your flu shots um so um, we want to do whatever we can you know to help folks get it through these times the holidays you know we had we did see a, a slight uptick um with our covid positives after the thanksgiving holiday um expected again you know during the christmas and new year's holidays so um so you say about getting your booster i went and got mine uh, a week or so ago and they asked me he said, do you want the flu shot, too? And I'd never gotten a flu shot. And I said, well, I guess why not at this point? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just put it all in one thing and just do it all at once. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, we've required flu shots as a part of our um, employment <clears throat> here at WVU Medicine for several years now. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just kind of an automatic thing that, you know, in right. October, November, we get our flu shots. But right. we actually started offering the on COVID boost as well. Um, back in October. So um, now, we've been kind of busy between both, um, you know, offering both uh, uh, both shots. Now, one of the, uh, I guess, newer treatments that are available to uh, or with COVID-19 is the monoclonal antibody infusion uh, treatments. Now, what's the availability for that? Uh, are you doing those out at the at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center? We are. In fact, we first started those clinics over at Jefferson Medical Center and um, just last month um, started offering that 
clinic, that infusion clinic here at Berkeley as well. So we now offer the monoclonal um, antibody clinics at both Jefferson Medical Center and Berkeley Medical Center. And um, could you just briefly run through for folks how they can avail themselves of that? They can't just walk up. No, they need a physician's order for that. So they really need to talk to their primary care physician to see if they would be eligible uh, or recommended for that. And then once they get the referral, then they can be scheduled. All right. So, Teresa, I have to make the ask. Any expansion announcements? Not right at this time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we did, of course, last year complete our five-year strategic plan. So I would say in that five-year plan, we have, you know, several projects on tap. Um, Right now, um, actually in January, hopefully, um, we are going to be moving our corporate office out to a building that we purchased on Edwin Miller Boulevard, um, the small one in small building next Mm -hmm. to United Bank. So um, we're going to be moving some of our offices out of hospital space um, and um, here in the Health Sciences Center um, so that we can kind of reclaim some of our medical office building space for physician offices um, and clinics. So that's kind of the move around situation that we're doing at this point. We do have plans to build out the third floor of our medical office building up in Spring Mills in 2022 as well. Um, And probably the big project that we're looking at is down in Jefferson County. We do own 65 acres of land there at the the junction of 340 and the new Route 9 that heads over to the Virginia line. So we have um, a a nice um, um, parcel of land there, actually. Ten acres of that was donated by the Langlet family um, years back. So we are looking at a nice outpatient medical office building and outpatient services building um, on that land. So that's going to take several years, but um, that, I would say, is our next big building project. Vice President of Marketing and Development at WV Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, Teresa McCabe is with us. I have to, before we have to let you go, have to let you know, we have been participating in the Mm -hmm. Slay the Holidays uh, program, which is uh, in conjunction with WVU Medicine and WVU Extension Services. And um, are we having fun? Is that because we're, think think, we're thinking about our health? How are you guys doing? A little with that? competitive. We're, well, Marcia says we are a little competitive. <laughs> I'm going to change that for and say she is a little competitive. She's been all over us, Teresa, about getting out there and walking and drinking water, encouraging for you, people. Marcia. So, but but I fell off the wagon last last week and it wasn't mm-hmm. great. But yeah, me too. I, got I did a the cold. I did the bare minimum, but I still put my numbers in. So I made an announcement. I put an email out, and they're like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm putting my water. You know, I'm putting my my you should numbers. Just seen everybody out. scramble once right. that email went out, trying to get a bottle of water in their hand or something before Marcia saw her. <laughs> tough time of year to, to try to uh, live healthy and eat healthy, you know, and I mean, I know a lot of the holiday parties and luncheons and so forth are back, so um, hang in there. I'm rooting for you guys. <laughs> We're team radioactive. Well. I saw that, yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, it has been work. fun. It has been fun, and it's been nice getting the whole uh, station out on walks every once in a while, mm-hmm. getting a mile or so in. It's, uh, it's nice, and like you said, it is tough during the holidays, because all you want to do, at least all I want to do, is Cookies. sit inside and eat, 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 yes. eat. <laughs> Cookies. So uh, might as well have a reason to get out there. But again, Vice President of Marketing and Development for WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, Teresa McCabe. Thanks for joining us this morning on Panhandle Live. Before we let you go, is there anything else you want people to know about? Maybe how to get in touch with you and see what's going on at the medical centers? 
Well, sure. Anytime you can visit our website at wvumedicine.org or, you know, reach out to me, T. McCabe, at uh, wvumedicine.org, and uh, we'll fill you in. So, And we're always out there on um, social media as well. Um, WV Medicine Berkeley and Jefferson Medical Centers is our Facebook page. So. Well, thank you for arranging some some great guests all through the year and some uh, very needed and timely information all year long during this pandemic. Well, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. We're looking forward to 2022. Yes, yeah, and we'll see you next year. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah, that was Teresa McCabe for uh, WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center. Always nice to hear from her. They're always, well, they have, uh, goodness, they are always have something going on out mm-hmm. there, especially nowadays with the uh, COVID numbers starting to rise and uh, crazy that we're I getting wanted back to, into that. I wanted to impress her with our team name that you came uh, up with that she already knew. <laughs> she had it. She's been following team us. Team Radioactive. Every time, we, every time I see it or you know, somebody says it, all I have is the Imagine Dragons song stuck in my mm-hmm, head. That's right? all I can think of. Let Maybe it motivate thing. you. There you go. To slay more holidays. There you go. And we will be back here in just a second on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. Jordan Ice Warner alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it before the break, we had Teresa McKay, Vice President of Marketing Development at WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, on to talk about uh, the status of COVID in the Panhandle, which numbers are starting to go up and... Uh, hospitals are starting to get filled up again, which is scary and kind of nerve nerve wracking. But if you missed any of that, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on today over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. And prior to that, we had the city of Martinsburg in. That's as right. Well. That's right. And a coach's interview from from um, Berkeley Springs High, High School Indians basketball. That's right. That's right. A big show today. Big show. And again, they play uh, Berkeley Springs post play last night basketball uh, against East Hardy, but East Hardy's bus broke down, so that game got postponed till a little bit later on in the season. And they play tomorrow at seven thirty against East Hardy uh, at home at uh, at Berkeley Springs. So uh, make sure, and you can listen to that over on ninety two point nine WXDC. Uh, starting at 7.15 tomorrow. There will also be basketball on our airwaves mm-hmm. on uh, EPM CST. That's right. Yep, we are uh, hitting the road up to IUP for another big rival PSAC matchup for the Rams basketball teams. Uh, at least on the men's side, IUP undefeated on the year, and they are scoring a ton of points. So it's going to be a tough task for the defensive side of things for the Rams, but uh, they can score points in a hurry. So it should be should be a fun game. It'll be a fun game. In a good ba- and a basketball game between two good teams, there's not much more I'd want to sit there and watch than that. So uh, you can uh, listen to that right here on WPM on Saturday. Wow. But if you missed uh, yesterday's show, we had the folks on from Battle Buddies Response Team. They're going down to Kentucky in a big old caravan tomorrow to help out with some of the tornado relief and helping the folks down there that, I mean, were just devastated by the tornado. Scary, scary, scary stuff. And uh, we were able to speak with Samuel Rock. Uh, and here is kind of what he was talking about with their caravan that's starting tomorrow. We're going to have a 18-wheeler, a 53-foot truck full of medical supplies, donations, water, teddy bears, toys. We're going to have a box truck behind that with uh, some other construction equipment on it. Uh, Then we're going to have a heavy uh, equipment trailer 
behind that with a crane on it with some other heavy equipment. And then we're going to have a service truck behind that as well. And the battle buddy response team truck will be in front. Like they're not just going down there, which this is completely fine and awesome to do to just take water or just, mm-hmm. just take food down. But they're taking those things and building supplies and toys and, I mean, everything you can think of to help somebody out or help a community out after something like that, which uh, is special. Very, very, very special. And and he said, you know, they figure they'll probably help with recovery efforts. They'll, yep. you know, move things around, help uh, bring people water, but also help, you know, um, with whatever recovery needs there are and on the weekend before Christmas. Absolutely. So he said at one point, uh, you know, he c- couldn't imagine sitting around a tree with his family and uh, things like that. While people were, you know, in this devastated uh, status. And then we're planning on volunteering down there, doing the search rescue. We're planning on, uh, you know, cutting down trees that need to be cut down, uh, picking up debris, um, making sure that people have water and uh, just doing as much as what we can. um, Because honestly, Christmas is right around the corner. And, um, you know, we, we can't imagine uh, being around a Christmas tree while there's families out there that have lost their loved ones, lost their homes. Again, that's Samuel Rock, founder and director of Battle Buddy Response Team, uh, talking to us yesterday on our on Panhandle Live about their caravan going down starting tomorrow from Waynesboro, PA, all the way down to Kentucky to help out the folks uh, that, that are you know trying to bounce back after those tornadoes, mm-hmm. which is very, very cool because they're already doing so much as right. it is, and now they are stopping and going and helping someone else in need, which is... The, the fact that cool. the previous weekend they brought two pickup truck loads of medical supplies down. Yep. Um, you know, no one's no one's telling them to do all this. You know, they're just out of, you know, they, they feel that service, you know, urge to, to serve. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's amazing. Good it is stuff. amazing. It is amazing. Special, special guys there uh, over at Battle Buddies Response Team. I'm glad that we're able to chat with them as much as we do and uh, tell everybody about all the things that they do, which is, uh, it takes takes a lot. Mm-hmm. takes a lot to do that. But if you missed any of the show today, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on today over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. Again, we have Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles and City Manager Mark Bobbin on to talk about the budget, the stormwater fee uh, that's going to be going into effect in 2022. So if you are concerned, or you have questions or anything, uh, you know, uh, alike with that, you can listen back to that. They uh, kind of explain it out for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Thoroughly mapped so every parcel out. I know to from see the, the drainage yeah, of it from the air, which is pretty cool. Uh, then, we, of course, we heard from Berkeley Springs uh, basketball head coach uh, in lieu of their what was supposed to be game yesterday against East Hardy, and then Teresa McKay, vice president of marketing and development, WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, uh, was on to talk about well everything that's happening over at the medical center. So. Jam-packed show. If you missed any of it, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on today over on our uh, Facebook and Spotify pages. But, Marsha, you got anything? Still got a few seconds. Oh, tomorrow we're going to have Martinsburg Police Department and uh, Morgan County Sheriff uh, Casey Borg. Oh, that's right. Man, all the law enforcement in tomorrow. Make sure your registration is up to date, buddy. I was going to say, you better better come correct too, (laughs) Marsha. I always do. Absolutely. But uh, that'll do it for us here on Panhandle Live. If you missed any of it, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on today over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. Uh, But yeah, that'll do it for us here on Panhandle Live. We'll talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.